Hey everybody and welcome back to SFT, Steve's NRL Footy Tips for 2020. I'm your host, Stephen Westway, and thank you very much for joining me on this Tuesday afternoon as we continue uh, and get back to the 2020 NRL Telstra Premiership. We did complete two rounds before the season was put on hiatus due to COVID-19 and everything that was and still is uh, prevalent in the world and especially in Australia. But we are back here. The football's back. It's very exciting. Thursday night, it's all going to kick off, and we're going to go through every single match. I'm going to tip them all. If you watched my first two weeks, uh, you would see that I did get 7 and 8 both weeks, so 14 out of 16 so far this season. I want to thank all you guys for your continued support this season. Uh, it's been tough getting this podcast up and running. There's been some technical difficulties, but I think we're near the end of it. Uh, this break's actually helped me continue to set up a lot of the, uh, the stuff that I'm going to be doing for the rest of the year. This week, I'm going to tip all the games. I'm going to give you my bets of the week. I also want you guys uh, to please like this uh, post on my Facebook page. Steve, Please like Steve's NRL Footy Tips on Facebook if you haven't already. Also, please subscribe to Apple's podcast, Spotify, anywhere that you can get this podcast. Please like and review it. It helps the podcast immensely. Um, and thank you for your continued support. I'm just a rugby league fan. It's it's a pleasure to uh, to bring you these podcasts every week. So thank you very much. Also, if you have any questions, I'm going to be answering questions for the rest of the year from you guys. So any questions heading into the next round, uh, please message me on my on my uh, Facebook page or please uh, just leave a comment and I'll try my best to get to all your comments next week on the podcast. All right, let's kick things off and let's start tipping the round three of the NRL. And round three and the NRL Premiership will kick off on Thursday night at 7.50 at Suncorp Stadium when the Brisbane Broncos take on the Parramatta Eels. Of course, both these teams were two from two to start their season before the COVID-19 virus abruptly ended the NRL season late March there. So expect this to be a big game. Both teams are going to be fired up and it could be a game of the week. The Broncos, of course, without the talk of the competition in those opening two rounds, their forward pack dominated. Uh, people like Fleger, Carrigan, Payne, Huss, David Feeder really stepped up. Of course, David Feeder will be missing uh, this week and maybe a couple more weeks due to an injury. Pengai Jr. is still out for him. Their forward pack, very hungry, very determined. They also signed Brody Croft in the offseason. Uh, he had a lot of pressure and responsibility on his seat, uh, on his shoulders early in the season uh, to really justify that signing there. From uh, He was you know struggling to make the Storm's top 17, but he's coming to this Broncos side and has really stepped up in the opening rounds. He uh, let Milford roam and gave him some room while he controlled the pace of the game. He let Milford be able to pick his moments and get involved when he could. And uh, them together made a good partnership in round one. Of course, he got injured in that round two game against the Rabbitohs. But they are going to be fired up, Broncos, especially considering that the Eels uh, gave them their biggest ever loss uh, last year in the prelim finals when they defeated the Broncos 58-0. So expect the Broncos to start this match um, fired up. The Eels are really going to have to withstand... Uh, that big, young, hungry forward pack from the Broncos, if there's any chance in this match. Uh, of course, people like Regan Kimmel-Gillard, um, who has come over in the offseason. You've got people like Madison and Sean Lane. They're really going to have to step up. Nathan Brian, one of their forward leaders, has been suspended for a couple of weeks. So the pressure is going to be on to stay in the game early. If the Eagles can stay in this game early, I feel like they could potentially upset... Uh, the Broncos, they've got a very good game, manage, uh, game manager in Mitchell Moses. Him and Dylan Brown's combo is going to be an interesting matchup against Milford and Croft. 
And I think the Eels are a real chance in this game, especially if they can, again, withhold that early pressure. The game's going to go either one of two ways. It's going to be a, a real grind, or the Broncos is going to get on the, the front foot early. It won't be an Eels flogging of the Broncos at all, this one. It could go away. As I said, I'm, I'm kind of debating who to tip for. I'm actually going to take Parramatta um, in, a, in a big upset here. I'm going to go Parramatta by six. Um, just... You know, making the Eels, by, by running around the field, making the Broncos forwards tired, just getting over the top of them uh, near the end of each half. But this Broncos team is going to be dangerous in the competition in 2020. And if they get on, on a roll early in this match, it could be lights out for Parramatta. But I'm going to go the upset. I'm going to go Parramatta by six points in this game. The second game of round three comes live from Queensland Country Bank Stadium, the Cowboys' new stadium, when they take on the Gold Coast Titans, the Cowboys... They're looking to continue their momentum. They did manage to uh, get a win in round two against the Canterbury Bulldogs before the COVID-19 situation ended the season. Uh, the Titans are zero from two. So you're going to be looking to bounce back. And they had a pretty good performance uh, in round one. Now, of course, they didn't win that game against Canberra. Canberra, the runners-up last year and one of the heavyweights of the Premiership in 2020. But they had a good uh, a good second half. They kept the Raiders, I believe, to six points in that in that half of football. They did not respond well when they had to go up and verse Parramatta uh, at Bank West uh, in round two, where they did obviously get destroyed by forty points. But I actually give Gold Coast a chance in this one. If you look at their team list that they've just named, they've actually made a, a couple of positional changes because Alexander Brimston's going to be out for a long period of time. They put Tyrone Roberts. Uh, back to the full back position. They've got Ash Taylor moving out to the 5'8". He has been uh, struggling with the game management side of things since coming back from injury. Um, there's been a lot of uh, pressure um, on him in the in the media about where his head's at, if he if he can, uh, you know, be a number seven in the NRL. So they've put a young kid called Jamal Fogarty and just took the pressure off him. Jamal Fogarty's going to be in at seven, so he's going to have an immediate uh, amount of pressure on him. But I think uh, there's some positive signs to this Titans team. I mean, I think the break, well, it couldn't have made them worse. Um, and they can't lose every game forever. Um, there is positive signs. I mean, their forwards are getting better. Uh, they haven't named Bryce Cartwright in this one uh, after a lot of errors in the first two weeks. He was trying hard but couldn't lock that position down. Um, but I give them a chance. Uh, they're gonna they're gonna play and they're gonna try to win this one, um, like they do every week. It's just a matter of if the Cowboys can get over the top of them, and the Cowboys have a big out as well. And that's Michael Morgan. He's gonna miss the first month of the restarted competition. They've named Jake Clifford as his uh, replacement in the number seven jersey. It'll be interesting to see how him and Scott Drinkwater can combine. Scott Drinkwater was left to kind of roam and uh, create moments and opportunities to insert himself into the game, which led to a very good two opening rounds for him. With Jay Clifford there, if Jay Clifford struggles in this match, I think Scott Drinkwater is going to have to you know, step up and have a bit more of the playmaking uh, moments there. So it'll be interesting there. He goes. Valentine Holmes, of course, it's only his third game back in the NRL. So I think game management-wise, the Cowboys could struggle a little bit here, which is probably um, a good thing that they've got the Titans because if they had a bigger, uh, you know, stronger outfit versing uh, this week, they could struggle there. Their forward pack, uh, of course, is as good as ever. They've got people like Tamalolo who, if you looked at that round two game for the season, got uh, finished. He ran for over 300 metres against the Canterbury Bulldogs and he could really put up a, a similar effort or if not beat that effort this week against the Titans. Um, so their forward pack is definitely going to have to aim up. 
not just him. You've got McLean, you've got Josh Maguire. There's guys in there that could do a lot of damage early. So kind of like the Parramatta Eels in the last game, I think the Titans' ability to win this one depends on whether they can match the Cowboys physically. If they can do that, they could kind of upset the Apple card here and they can get a couple of early points. I think they're definitely going to be in the game. But I, nonetheless, have to tip the team that uh, has shown you know some resemblance of form. I think the Titans is an upset, and as the Titans is a bet, if you're going to have a punt, isn't a bad idea at all. But I'm going to have to go to the Cowboys by two points, barely. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game, this one. And I'm going to go to the Titans, um, getting very close, but falling short. The Cowboys by two in the second match of round two. The second game of Friday night features maybe the biggest rivalry in the history of Rugby League when the Sydney Roosters take on the South Sydney Rabbitohs. They're the two inaugural teams from 1908 when Rugby League started in Australia. It's going to be a hell of a match. The Roosters 0-2 from two to start their season. They really struggled against Manly and Penrith. The Rabbitohs, they took one game before the season was suspended. They defeated the Sharks in round one before losing to a, a strong uh, Brisbane team in round two. The Rabbitohs have had quite the interesting uh, stoppage to the season. Of course, Latrell Mitchell has been under a lot of controversy and a lot of headlines. Um, he will be fullback for the Rabbitohs, so we'll see how he goes against his old club. They're going to be looking to send a message to him, and I'm sure he's going to be wanting to be at his very best uh, in a position at fullback that he really struggled in the first two weeks. And I don't know if he should be there, to be honest with you. I think they might have been better off the Rabbitohs if they moved him back into the centres for this match. Of course, the Rabbitohs have also had James Roberts um, in at rehab. He's checked, he checked himself out with some issues. Hopefully, he sorted them out. He's been named in the 20 jersey, so it'll be interesting to see if he's going to play in this one. If not, they've got uh, capable centers in Campbell Graham and Braden Burns in there. Braden Burns struggled a bit to start the season, but we'll see if he can get that back on, che- on check. But the biggest change for the Rabbitohs, Cody Walker being suspended for two weeks uh, for some off-field incidents. Troy Dargan will come into the team um, in his debut. For the next two weeks, he will be the Rabbitohs 5'8", and it's definitely definitely going to be interesting because he's got a lot of pressure on him. He's going to be making his debut against the reigning two-time premiers in the Sydney Roosters, and then next week, he's going to have to back that up going to Melbourne and playing the Melbourne Storm at a venue where the Rabbitohs have never won a game. So the Rabbitohs, you could say, aren't too settled heading into this one. The Roosters... Of course, losing their first two games, but they are a star-studded lineup. Mitch Orbison won't be playing in this one. There's been some um, some personal tragedy that hit his family, so hopefully I can take care of that and my thoughts go out to him in this time. Um, but they, of course, in the off-season, uh, well, the off-season, the season stoppage, have signed Josh Morris, uh, and they are looking to uh, get their, their premiership defence off to a flyer by winning their first game against their arch rivals in the Rabbitohs. Now, if you look at this game, you, on paper, you look, it looks like the, the Roosters are going to, just going to be too strong for CFs, and why not? They've got stars like Tedesco, they've got Keary, they've got Friend, Cordner, Crichton, Radley, all these guys, Hargraves. Um, their forward pack's really good um, against the Rabbitohs team, whose forward pack has suffered a lot of losses heading into this season. They've moved Cam Murray into that second row position. But overall, the Roosters have the stronger team. I think this rivalry um, brings out the best of Souths at times. Not always, um, but at times they lift because if there's anyone that the Rabbitohs like beating, it's the Roosters and vice versa. So you'd think that both these teams would be ripping and tearing uh, and can't wait to get out there on Friday nights. 
Unfortunately for my beloved Rabbitohs, I think the Roosters will be too strong with this one. I hope, I just hope the Rabbitohs, and I hope, and I think, actually, I do think that the Rabbitohs will show um, some spirit and, and stay in the fight for a long period of time. But this Roosters team, they, they lost their first two games. And if you look at my previous two podcasts, I was 14 out of 16. The two games I got wrong were both the Roosters matches. So the only team I've tipped incorrectly this season is the Roosters. And I'm going to tip them again three weeks in a row. I'm going to go the Roosters by 10. Just getting over the Rabbitohs in the last 20 minutes in this one. It's always going to be a, a tight match when these two play each other. Um, so I'm going to go the Roosters by 10. And it's been a very long time since I've gotten to say this. But Super Saturday uh, is returning finally this week. I love watching some Super Saturday football. Having a, a beer or two and watching the free games back to back to back. And it will kick off at three o'clock at this at Central in the Central Coast, the Central Coast Stadium, when the New Zealand Warriors, who obviously have made a lot of sacrifices to uh, help restart this competition, they're obviously being based in Thamesworth. Um, they're going to be playing the St George Illawarra Dragons. Both teams have had a win in 2020, so it's going to be interesting to see how desperate things get here. I don't expect a high quality match. The Warriors, so many injuries. Uh, since the stoppage of the season, even before that they had injuries, but people like Jazz Tafunga's gone down. It's been uh, disastrous for them. The NRL supposedly going to be giving them some relief in terms of roster, um, but they barely got enough players to uh, make a 21-man uh, squad at the moment. They have done that, um, but they're going to be versus on the Dragons team that probably left both games slip to start their season. They should have beat Penrith definitely in round two. They were dominating all game. They, didn't, they couldn't lose until the last 10 minutes when the Panthers made a miraculous comeback to defeat them there. And round one, they were beating the Tigers at halftime at Wynn Stadium there before um, pretty much going to sleep in the second half and then the Tigers rolled back in that game thanks to some Benji Marshall brilliance. But you look at this game and, I mean, the Dragons, you've, you've surely got to think they can, they can somehow get away with the win here. The Warriors are going to be playing with a lot of heart, a lot of pride. Um, coming over to Australia, and they're basically the reason why the competition is still is still happening in 2020. So all credit to them, but I just don't think they've got the roster here to match with the Dragons, who get some timely boosts with people like Cam McInnes and the Sims brothers coming back into their lineup. I don't like the decision to move Lomax into the centres again in round three. They put Matt Dufty back at fullback, but I I, I could have sworn that McGregor promised Lomax would start the season. Uh, at full Mac, and they only gave him one week. So I've, I've got a lot of question marks about this Dragons team in 2020. They got Pereira and Ravavala, uh, Pereira and Ravalala in the wing positions. They've moved Aitken to the bench. They've dropped Lafay. I don't know. I don't know about this team. They haven't got Isaac Luke in the 17 as well, um, which is interesting considering they signed him and Trent Merrin. They're two big signings of the offseason. They're not even in their 17, which is very, very interesting. But... Uh, I'm expecting the Dragons to be too strong nonetheless. I do have serious question marks about the rest of their season. I've got the Dragons in this game. Um, they They never make it easy for themselves, but I've got them winning this one by 12. After a game that I think might be lower in quality that will kick off round three Super Saturday, it continues at 5.30 when the Cronulla Sharks take on the West Tigers at Bankwest Stadium. And I think both of these next two games are going to be absolute cracking games of football the Sharks without a win to start off their campaign and the always exciting West Tigers are one from two the Sharks will really have benefited from this offseason or season stoppage um, with a lot of people back on board they've got people like Dugan back in there um, 
They've got you know, Cora back as well. Wade Graham had a bit of an injury concern. He's right to go. Of course, they've been rocked uh, on Tuesday afternoon with the news that Bronson Cherry has tested positive to some um, illegal performance-enhancing um, substances. So he's not going to be playing for a very long time, if ever again. Um, I don't know what he was thinking there. But uh, nonetheless, they're going to be uh, ripping and tearing, ready to go against this Tigers team that they did one, one, win one out of two games. They've actually moved Adam Dewey back to fullback in this game. Moses Embiid has returned in the centres. Uh, but Benji Marshall was in great form to start the season. Him and uh, Luke Brooks's combination looking to be at the very best it's ever been. They've also signed Harry Grant, the, sh- the Tigers, so uh, from Melbourne in a, a player swap deal. Um, so it'll be very interesting to see how he goes in his first game at the Tigers. They've shifted Billy Walters, who was in really good form at the start of the season, back to the bench, but he's going to add some spark from that bench, and I hope he gets some, some good minutes there. This game is another coin toss. I think you get either way. Uh, the Sharks, their forward pack, if it's on its best, they've got people like Fafita, who's obviously been question-marked with his knees and his fitness. Woods, Graham, Jack Williams, Scott Sorison, uh, Toby Rudolph. They've got a, a pretty good forward pack um, that could get over the top of the Tigers, but the Tigers are going to be out for a point per because they're pretty good to come back in that game against the Dragons in Round 1 uh, before uh, Newcastle were too strong for them in Round 2. I have question marks over the Tigers' uh, season as well. I, I mean, they've got a good side. Leilua's been in really good form, um, as has Marshall, but I just don't know about their consistency. And it's the same thing with Cronulla. I mean, they should have beat Melbourne. They should have beat the Rabbitohs. They should be two from two right now, but they let both of those matches slip. I don't think they will let a third match slip. I reckon uh, with the uh, leadership of Townsend and Sean Johnson, I think they're going to be able to steer their way away to a first win of the season. Of course, Matt Moylan might also be playing in this match as well, which will give them a big boost if he can come out and get to the best form that he was in a few years ago. So I've got the Sharks being too strong for the Tigers in this one. I've got the Sharks by 14 in this game. Hey, guys, if you listened to my season predictions at the start of the year, you'd uh, know that this next match was actually my grand final prediction it's going to be a huge match, an absolutely huge game to end Super Saturday when the Melbourne Storm take on the Canberra Raiders down there in Melbourne at Amy Park at 7.35 Saturday night. There might be no crowd, but let me tell you, there's going to be a lot of people tuning into this one. The Raiders, of course, last year's grand finalists, the Storm, always up there, always fighting, always just one win away um, from that premiership to end the year. And what a match we've got John Bateman not named for Canberra. But apart from that, both teams are pretty close to full strength. So it'll be very interesting to see who gets the points in this one. Both teams are two from two. The Raiders, to start their season, they won a match against the Titans where they looked pretty impressive in round one. They kind of you know, uh, took it easy in the second half, kind of relaxed a bit, which they can't afford to do against Melbourne before in round two, beating the Warriors 20-6. to six. So they haven't had a... A hugely challenging start to the year, but this is a team that can definitely go deep into the finals, if not win the premiership. For Melbourne, they've had a bit of a tougher road before the season ended, defeating Manly 18-4, which was a very low-scoring game for the second half, and they really had to come back from behind to beat Cronulla in round two. I think this game depends on uh, each team's organisation, their playmakers, Munster and Hughes, against Whiten and Williams. 
There's been a lot of question marks about Jerome Hughes, but equally as many with George Williams. You see the missing puzzle that could get Canberra this premiership. His form in the first two weeks, pretty good. Jack Williams, uh, sorry, Jack Whiten has been close to the form player of the competition as well. But you know what you're going to get when these two play each other. You're going to get uh, a huge battle in the, forward, uh, in the forward pack. People like Bromwich versus Papali, Nelson Asoka Solomona versus Tarpane, Whitehead versus Kenneth Bromwich, Corey Horsburgh versus Dalfa and the forward pack is really going to decide who wins this one. There's a lot of star PR on your backs as well. You've got people like Pat Hayasson and the Fox, Josh Adokar from Melbourne, who's wanted to shake off a lot of off-season controversy, um, versus people like Nickel Clogstad, Curtis Scott, Nick Kotrick, Jared Kroger for the Canberra. I've got Canberra in a massive upset again. I'm going to go two upsets um, in a row with two big games here. I've gone, I went Parramatta, now I'm going to go Canberra. Uh, i got Canberra by two, but honestly, this match could go away. It's going to be an absolute classic, and I just can't wait to watch it as a fan. Next, we get to Sunday afternoon football at 4 o'clock at Campbelltown Stadium when the Penrith Panthers, the undefeated Penrith Panthers, take on the undefeated Newcastle Knights in the third game where both teams are undefeated in this round. Big losses, big outs for both teams. Penrith Panthers, of course, they're going to have their biggest challenge yet because they don't have Nathan Cleary after a bunch of off-season controversy. He's out for two weeks. Kalen Ponga, before the season was stopped, did get suspended for one game. So who's going to be the big loss um, for you know in this game for each team? I think uh, Newcastle can manage a bit more uh, without Ponga than, than Penrith can without Cleary. If you look at Penrith's side, they have a lot of young guys. Where you got with Newcastle, you got experienced heads like Mitchell Pearce um, and people like Clemmer and stuff that can step up and really lead that team around. The Newcastle Knights did sign Andrew McCulloch, but mysteriously, he's not in the 21. Uh, maybe he hasn't learned how the team plays, but that's an interesting omission heading into this game. Dylan Edwards not named at fullback for the Panthers either. They've got they're sticking with Aikens unless uh, unless Edwards is not 100% fit and ready to go, but he's not even in the 21 either, so that's very interesting. Who's going to be undefeated? Um, well, the Panthers, I think, uh, were the more impressive out of the two teams in the opening fortnight of football. But as I said, I think Newcastle, with that game management experience by especially Mitchell Pearce, he has a big game. I think that he can uh, get Newcastle home. They were far too strong for the Tigers in the second week there where the Panthers had to come back behind from Dragons, but uh, to beat the Dragons there in round two, but I was very impressed by their determination to get there. I think both these teams are potential potential finalists in 2020, but I've got the Panthers by, uh, just narrowly uh, getting defeated, sorry, I should say, by Newcastle. I've got Newcastle by six in this one. To end the round, we have the Manly Seagulls going up against the Canterbury Bulldogs at Central Coast Stadium again at 6.30 on Sunday night. It is really the uh, the time slot of the week where you put the game that has the least amount of interest, and that's no disrespect to Manly, who had a fantastic win in round two against the Roosters, and this break has really helped them get their whole squad ripping and tearing. But the Bulldogs, um, well, they they're zero from two. They were really in that contest against Parramatta. They've but they could not get it done when they went down 8-2. They've actually made some weird changes in their team list as well. No Kieran Foran still, who would have been a huge boost to a team that has struggled defensively. Um, and if you listen to my previous podcast, I've really hammered down the point that if the uh, opponent gets over 10 points, the Bulldogs are really going to struggle because I just don't think they've got that attacking spark in there that they need to win a lot of matches this season. But they've actually dropped Aiden Tolman, who in my opinion, apart from Josh Jackson, is their best forward. 
So, very curious decision by Dean Pay. He's known to tamper with that forward pack, but I just don't understand that one. For Manly, they've got every player on board, basically, in their team, apart from, I believe, one player that's been suspended for some off-field stuff. But apart from that, I mean, Tom Turbo was starting to get back to his best when the season ended, um, abruptly in late March. Cherry Evans looked good, too. Dylan Walker at 5'8", had started the season off well. And their forward pack was starting to get back to his best with Jake Trojevic, Vanilla Blake, and Martin DePia. You look at these teams um, just on paper like I'm doing right now, and it's a bit of a mismatch. I mean, the Bulldogs are known for to have a, uh, a pretty strong defense, and I'm sure they'll keep Manly out early in this game, but I just expect Manly to be too strong uh, when the pressure's on. Uh, late periods, both halves, I can just see them getting on top of the Bulldogs. I'm going to take Manly by 22, and that's no disrespect to a, the Bulldogs' defense. As I said, I think it's very strong, um, and I think if they had a bit more attacking spark, uh, they could really challenge some of the better teams in this competition. But people, when you got like Lewis and, and Jack Cogger, no disrespect to them, um, but their game management isn't going to be the type of game management that's going to get you a lot of points. Um, so they're going to have to hold up a lot of uh, defensive pressure against Manly uh, if there's any chance in this match, but I've got Manly too strong. Manly by 22 in this one. And that concludes round three of the NRL Tulsa Premiership, Steve's NRL footy tips. Let's recap and uh, just do a quick version of every team I just predicted. I've got Parramatta being too strong, barely just out holding, out gunning the Broncos there on Thursday night. Then I've got the Cowboys again, barely defeating a, uh, a strong, a determined Gold Coast Titan side. I've got the Roosters being too strong for the Rabbitohs to complete the Friday night on Super Saturday. I've got the Dragons uh, should have a, too much for the struggling Warriors. I've got the Sharks beating the Tigers there, and I've got Canberra with a huge upset against Melbourne um, to really affirm their favouritism in 2020. On the Sunday, the last two matches of the round, I've got Newcastle being a bit too strong for Penrith in a, in a closely fought match there, and I've got Manly being way too strong against the Bulldogs to end the rounds. My bets of the week, I've uh, got two for you, and the first one is just Canberra head-to-head. I think... Um, if you uh, you back Canberra, it's going to be a smart decision. My Maldi of the week, I think you go Parramatta head to head in with the uh, the Titans with the start, and I don't know how much start they've got. Let me look this up and see how much it's going to get. If you take Canberra in that head to head bet, like I predicted a bit earlier, you're looking at about two dollars two dollars thirty. So that's not bad odds for Canberra. The Titans, they're 320 head to head. If you take them with the line, like I suggest, they got seven and a half start, which is pretty good. Dollar ninety-five. Let's put that in there as I just do it on my phone. So bear with me for one moment. Seven and a half start for the Gold Coast into Parramatta at a dollar ninety-two head to head. That gets us to three dollars seventy-five. Uh, we're gonna put Manly in. 13 plus as well to complete that one, which gives us $2.35, which will give us $8.80. So just to recap, um, Parramatta head-to-head, Gold Coast with 7.5 start, and mainly 13 plus against the Bulldogs. In that multi, $8.80 that gives you. I think that's a pretty good bet. I'll be chucking 20 on that. I think I will be. So uh, let's go 20 on Canberra at $2.30 for $46 return. 
and twenty dollars on the multi that I just gave you, which gives you about one hundred and seventy dollars. So those are Steve's uh, bets of the week. Let's see if I can get those down pat, and let's hope I can get a perfect round to complete this round uh, to, com- to to com- start my season of perfect rounds after two seven out of eights um, in the first two rounds of the comp. So thank you guys uh, anyway for listening to the podcast this week. I appreciate all the support. Uh, thank you for bearing with me through this break. Hopefully you guys are going well in the uh, in the world, just in, in life at the moment, of course, with everything happening. Hopefully the world can get back to some sense of um, of normal in the coming weeks, in the coming months. Australia, of course, they're opening up slowly. So hopefully... Um, we can get back to normal, but I'm very excited that the football's back this week, and I hope you guys enjoy it as well. Remember, uh, please like this video. Um, please like my Facebook page, Steve's NRL Footy Tips, if you haven't, and please leave a review on Apple iTunes. It helps enormously. Um, but thank you for your continued support. Submit those questions on my Facebook page um, or message me um, on Facebook as well. But thank you guys for listening to Steve's NRL footy tips for round three. I hope I'm talking to you next week with a perfect round. Thanks, guys. I'll see you in round four.